So Paul Clement, Chief Exec of Ipswich Central, thanks for joining us on Town Talks. And uh, this is a really important week that we're in the middle of right now, actually, because we're getting very close to a moment when Ipswich can actually see a sense of, of a beginning of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I think so. And I think also a, a, a readiness to go there as well. I think what we've found over the last few weeks is it's a heck of a lot easier to close down a town centre and a dam site more complex to open it back up again, particularly with the extra measures we've got to put in place. But, you know, we've enjoyed wonderful partnership with the Vision Partners and a real let's get this done attitude, let's make things happen and where we possibly can, let's, let's expedite matters. So I think we're in a good place, Terry, but, you know, we have to give consumers and employees confidence as they start to come back. That is the one crucial thing. This is about confidence. I'm going to come to some of the ways in which uh, we hope that we can show those coming back into the town that it's a safe environment to come back and and actually shop or, or do whatever they need to do in our town centre. Before I do that, I just want to just touch it on the partnership work and actually particularly on the operational side, it's been a, a very strong relationship with the Borough Council. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and also the County Council. You know, we, we have been speaking on most days by a combination of email, telephone and obviously uh, webinar like, uh, like this, Zoom calls and so on. And it really has been, once we decided what we needed to do, the conversation turned instantaneously to, okay, so how do we make that happen? We weren't, we weren't ever uh, battling over what we needed to do. And it's been, a, it's been, in many ways, you know, it's been a terrible, terrible uh, few weeks, hasn't it? But the one positive thing that's come out of it, I think, is a real feeling that we want to do the right thing by each other. And I couldn't speak more highly of the borough and the county. They've been absolutely outstanding. And the police as well. You know, the police as well have, have been briefed all the way through, uh, but have wanted the right thing uh, by way of outcome. So, yes, it's been very positive. So this is uh, the time when we are really beginning to get uh, the materials into the town centre so that people will start to see things happening in our town centre ahead of next Monday's uh, official sort of um, a relaxation of, of the lockdown in, in the town centre. Talk me through some of the key things that those who come into our town centre are going to see. Well, the most important thing is the messaging is as one. All of the messaging on the street, on lampposts, on banners, on poster sites and also within stores, all carries the message together we can. So the most important piece of work, actually, that's informed this was a customer sentiment survey that, that we did. And our board colleague, Professor Dave Muller, analysed the results of that. And really what he found was that consumers were keen to get back to their local town centre. They understood it would be different and there would be some restrictions, but what they were mainly looking out for was to everybody look after one another. There was a real community spirit here. You, the town, do some stuff that makes it easier for me, and I want to promise you that I will do the things that will make it better for everybody. So the whole of the messaging, Together We Can, is about no town can expect to do this to its users. This is about us putting in something that gives users confidence, but then about them coming in and looking out for each other. So, you know, it's going to be frustrating at times. Some of the stuff that we're going to see is not stuff that historically we would have been particularly content with. Queuing to get into a shop is something that is, is almost alien to us. But as long as we all understand why we're doing it, and as long as the messaging is really clear and consistent, then it will work. And the other second thing is that this isn't about enforcement. So some towns and cities have gone down the route of, you know, huge barriers across the middle of the street and, and, and almost an enforcement and fining system to get people to do it right. We're not doing that in Ipswich. We are specifically relying on 
people to look after one another and to look out for one another and doing it by a public consent, you know, a social contract between the place and the person is what we think will be more powerful. And certainly the sentiment survey seems to suggest that's the case. And it's, it's simple messaging, isn't it, really, in terms of stay left, keep your distance, wash your hands regularly. All of those messages that have become part of our life over the last few months, yeah. we're amplifying that and just making people very aware of that. Yeah, I mean, there are some areas where there is significant intervention, Upper Brook Street being one, where we could not get to a point where we were all comfortable that Upper Brook Street in its existing or historic form could be opened and, and we can have the same degree of safety. So there is some intervention. But you're quite right that the messaging is really just a reminder of what we've become used to. You know, if you are walking too close to the person in front and suddenly that distance is getting restricted, think about it and make a change. You know, make sure that you do wash your hands more frequently and bring hand sanitizer in with you. We're not gonna put hand sanitizer right the way through the town centre. That's something the customer can do for us and do for each other is bring that hand sanitizer in themselves. So yes, it's a reminder of what we've all learned over the last few weeks, but two specific things we're asking customers to do. One, in a street where you would normally weave your way around customers, stay to the left, and everybody else, if they stay to the left coming up in, in the same direction, then the two lanes can pass safely. And the second thing is, with some exception, if premises are going to create queues outside, create those to the left of the premises as well. And if they're able to do that, then as you're walking towards the queue, you're joining the tail end of the queue. And, and therefore, actually, it just makes more sense and more logical. Now, there will be some exceptions to this, but by and large, those are, those are the rules. Keep your distance, stay to the left, queue to the left. Uh, and then do all the good things that you've been taught over the last 12 weeks. And there's going to be a lot of visual reminders across the town centre, in shop windows, on lampposts, on the floor, all over the place, actually. Um, that's the idea, really, isn't it? To have blanket coverage. And uh, just talk us through some of those designs and some of the messaging. Well, they are high, highly visual. You know, what we don't think is that people will hang around to read the intricacies of a, of a sign, whereas, in fact, a sign with a finger pointing to the left, you know, that creates a thousand words, doesn't it? And it's fairly obvious. So they are highly visual. Uh, they will fit in with the, the town centre landscape. They will be on banners and also on the floor, but on, an, on virtually every poster site we can find, including vacant premises. But they are just a series of reminders about look after one another. Here are some rules. They're light touch rules, but we're really asking you to, to, to think about them. And, and, and more than anything else, try and make sure that obviously we, we control this and we don't have one of these, these sort of localised spikes that could set us right back to, to scratch again. I was just going to touch on that because that, that is the worry, isn't it? Because now government is looking very much at localised lockdown, uh, if needs be, to try and address any rise in infection rates in different areas. Light touch is, is really positive and that's what we've got to go for. And, and we're, we're hopeful uh, that the people of Suffolk and Ipswich and those that come into our sound will adapt. But there is a, there's more than a reason of just doing it for the common good. There's a reason to do it because we really don't want to go back to a lockdown. No, and many businesses in, in our town centre simply won't be able to afford to do that. You know, there is an economic consequence, not just a public health consequence of going backwards. So, you know, our job is to ensure that businesses can open with some confidence and their customers and staff can return. But you're quite right. You know, the end result is if we don't get this right, 
or people don't do the right thing, then we are at risk of a, set of a spike. And if that is the case, the government's been very, very clear, they can instantaneously lock down either individual buildings, specific locations, or indeed whole town centres if they need to. So we do need to make sure that we're, we're, not, in, uh, we're not in that league and we're not threatened, threatened with that. But you know, this is, this is not about rules. This is about us all trying to achieve that together. Can we consider promoting face coverings? Yes, I mean, the, 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 gu the guidance now, um, although, you know, as, as um, you and I both know, government guidance is, is, not, um, is, is not consistent one day to another. It is evolving very fast. You know, this has never been done before. But the, the face covering guidance so far is on public transport, absolutely. So if you're coming in by bus or by coach or by train, absolutely, you must do that. You'll be expected to do it. Inside buildings, inside shops, for example, or in the future restaurants, as they hopefully start to uh, open up, the guidance is not as strict it is very much down to you and what you you feel comfortable with and we can all debate the the, the medical guidance on this but you know, the thing that I've noticed actually is that not everybody is wearing face coverings even those few that have been in the town over the last few weeks but public transport absolutely 100% you must let's talk about public transport because obviously you know the the message is to take significant care if you're using public transport, but to uh, actually try and walk into town centres or to cycle. Some people may actually continue uh, in greater numbers to bring their cars. What's being thought through in terms of the potential for an increase of, of car use in, in and around the, the town centre? Well, other than the few weeks before Christmas, and we are talking about the two or three weeks before Christmas, there is more than sufficient car parking in Ipswich and it never reaches capacity. So given that usage of the town will be lower than it would otherwise be, and also people may be staying for less time, certainly at the start, then there is more than sufficient capacity. In fact, it's though the reverse, uh, and, I, and I'm delighted with the borough's announcement that they are not only reopening Crown Car Park, but secondly making it free for up to five hours. So actually there is a positive promotion of the car, which is a strange thing to be saying. 12 weeks ago, we were trying to steer people to, to, to you know, other means. The only other thing that I would say is, you know, we, within our bid area is the station and are the two bus stations. And we all know public transport has been um, severely affected uh, by this. Yeah. So it isn't that we're saying to people at any point, don't use public transport. Of we're course. Not saying that, and we need to be really clear about that. But what we are saying is, the, the town centre will be made more available for you to walk, for you to bike. We think there'll be more than adequate car parking spaces. Some of those spaces are being made free, but public transport does still sit there as an option. Let's talk then a little bit more about Upper Brook Street. So this is the, the main structural change that people will see when they come in. Mm. Uh, and that is to create a pedestrianised area at a set period during the day. So this is not permanent. This is going to be after deliveries have come in first thing and pre-late deliveries coming in yeah. uh, in, in the afternoon. Was other thought given to, to other streets and roads around the town centre? Yes, it was. The one that we felt would have the heaviest usage and where there was such significant traffic on it that actually those two did not go hand in hand was Upper Brook Street. So on Upper Brook Street, to be clear, the closure of the road will be 10.30 in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon. That allows for early use of the street. 
uh, and also late use and allows businesses to stock and restock through front doors as many in that, that location have to. During those hours though, the street will be barriered off from the Great Coleman Street Junction right the way down to the junction with Dogshead Street and you will be able to walk up the middle of the road without the threat that uh, you know a bus might be right behind you. Buses are moving off and rerouting uh, along Bond Street. The second thing is the blue badge parking is being reallocated to the top of Lower Brook Street, so actually very, very close. And the two taxi stops, actually one in Dogshead Street and one in Sackett Street, will still be there. So we have done this in partnership with the businesses that were already trading there. Clearly, some will be inconvenienced, but the two largest retailers, Wilco and Sainsbury's, were very, very supportive of this and could understand they had to make decisions that were not about ease of money into their till and much more about the greater good. Other streets we felt that the usage of the street and the amount of traffic did not create quite that sense of urgency. So the Saints being a good example, you know, you can drive up and down the Saints, there is a car park there, but actually you haven't got buses rattling up there, you haven't got uh, lots of taxi usage and also the amount of pedestrian flow is slightly less. So we will keep it under review. We're not saying Brook Street is the only street and will forever be the only street, but at this stage, we're comfortable that it's right for, uh, for June the 15th. We know, all the partners who've been involved in this know that things will go wrong. You know, you, you, you'll have to tweak, adjust as, as, as things progress. And that's a message I know that you want to get out. This is a, this is a, a movable feast, isn't it? Well, it, the only certainty out of this is that it won't go wholly right. Um, that that, that I've, I'm absolutely certain of that. There will be things we'll need to be adjust, adjusting uh, on a minute by minute and certainly on a day by day basis. And we're, we're open to that. We're going to be fleet of foot about making those adjustments. But do you know what I would ask for is that if I've learned anything by the last 12 weeks or whatever it is, is that there is still deeply embedded in Ipswich a sense of community, a sense of us all trying to do the right thing by each other. And it would be terribly sad if as things come along that we have to change, certain, and we all know who they are, certain members of the public took it as an opportunity to criticise. So I say to those members of the public, you will have the opportunity to criticise. Some things won't go as smoothly as they should, but actually the vast majority of the Ipswich public want this to work and will accept those tweaks and changes, and you should not be critical of us or our partners for having to put them in place. So let's talk about the next stage, because this is for the 15th of June. Government are then saying, OK, there's on the horizon, the next tranche of openings, potentially hairdressers and uh, which it, you know, passes me by but uh, but also of course uh, restaurants bars our culture and arts centers as well and I, I know work is already going on to to start to look at what is going to be you know in, in many of those cases quite a challenge to get those places open in terms of the preparation work, I had a conversation with Russell Williams. I've worked incredibly closely with him over the last uh, last few weeks and shared an awful lot of our opportunities and problems as we've gone along and jointly we've managed to resolve them. But I was saying to him at the end of last week after we'd announced the plans, announced the Together We Can brand and also thank you to you, you, you hosted a, a major webinar with uh, something like 100 businesses on it who heard about the plans. What I was saying to him was, you know, what, Russell, in terms of planning, we're going to look back and say this is the easiest bit. The hardest bit is opening 
leisure and hospitality. That is really, really tough uh, because a lot of businesses, restaurants, let's use them as an example, if they suddenly have to distance with two metres, they simply cannot get enough covers inside their building to make that economically viable. So what Russell and I have said to one another and reassured one another is that we need to look really entrepreneurially about how we can allow businesses to use open space. Space that otherwise would take weeks to get a street trading license, months to get a road closure. You know, you would be inundated with complaints and other suggestions. We simply have got to do this because there will be some business that will be desperate to reopen and simply won't be able to. So for restaurants and for cafes and for bars and so on, this is the, this is the really tough bit now. We've got to get this right. But what the consumers said to us in the sentiment survey was they want those things to reopen as quickly as possible. Those are the things, that sort of social element is really what they're looking forward to. They understand they're going to be distanced from friends, but nonetheless, they want it to open. So this is now the big ask. This is an all day, every day, 24-7 until we get this right. And with some of those uh, leisure, perhaps arts facilities, are we looking at the parks? So, you know, you're just blessed with open space, green open spaces, of course. Is that, is that something that's being looked at? Well, at the moment, as we all know, the, the arts sector is not able to reopen. So there, there isn't even a timeline for it. You know, we know about retail. We know about the sort of uh, the office occupier who can now go back. We know about leisure and hospitality. So for the art sector, no date on the horizon at all. I spoke to our good friends at Dance East and the New Woolsey last week, and their view is, you know, if it comes later in the year, one of the aspects they've got about forming outside is obviously the climate falls away in September, October. So we, we need to have a look at that. I think the idea of having open air where you can drive into it and you can see a performance and engage with it via either your car's hi-fi system or alternatively you know bluetooth speakers or whatever is worth exploring but at the end of the day we're not going to impose it on them it's got to work for the likes of dance east and uh, and new Woolsey probably most primarily but if it could be made to work for them then i think it's definitely us worth exploring and i'm going to look and i know you've offered your help and dave muller has as well you know we're going to start to look at that now so let's get ahead of that and see what the opportunity is big day coming up then 15th of uh, june together we can uh, actually get Ipswich town open and trading and uh, and actually beginning to feel as if we're turning that corner ever so slowly, but we're taught turning that corner. Oh, I think so. I, you know, I think uh, most people are looking forward to some return of activity in the town centre. And, and, you know, certainly as you know, our business, you and my business, Ipswich Central, runs for the town centre. And we're looking forward to other businesses around us reopening, aren't we? Um, so it is a big day. I, I don't actually, I, I don't quite agree with the it'll be like boxing day there'll be queues half a mile long i'm not convinced by that that the customer survey that we did the sentiment survey was i will come back in i may do so less frequently i may spend less time there but yet i am up for giving this a go so what we've got to do is learn from the lessons from from monday assume we won't have everything right assume there'll be some things that we've missed assume that there'll be some things we have to correct but let's learn from it minute by minute with those customers in mind. Because if we can restore their confidence, then our town centre will be up and running that much more quickly. It's the customer we've got to think about here and we've got to prioritise them. Paul, Chief Exec, Central, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Terry.